Hey there, sweet peas. It's your pal James, back with a brand new episode of Friendless, the show that tries to teach you how to be a better friend by losing every friend I have. And I am in the process of gathering up a new batch of interviews, uh, but I don't actually have one ready for this week, so I thought now would be a great time for a little mini episode um, where I would, you know, do the old, what's up with Jimmy and and the show and all that fun stuff. The last time I did one of these, the reception was really, really positive and a bunch of people asked for more of them. So here you go, you sweet little angels. <laughs> Look at the timing on that. Nailed it. Mm, 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 mm. So November is finally in the can, and it's been a wild month of ups and downs. I don't know how it's been for everybody, but uh, for your pal Jimmy, it has been a, uh, what's the right word for it? A, a, a time of elevated nervous system things. <laughs> But really, I mean, the truth is, in so many ways, November has been a time of reflection for me. Um, I have started some new work, and it's been incredible. Um, I basically, I help write uh, applications for post-second education for um, international doctors who are basically trying to get accredited in Canada. Um, it's incredible work, and I love it so much, and it's just opened my eyes up to this uh, whole other world, and um, I cannot thank uh, my boss enough for, for giving me the opportunity to do this job because it's really, really changed my life. Um, but that is sort of, you know, that's my day job, and, and it's it's, while it is really rewarding and i love it and i'm so thankful to have it it's also um not my passion you know i don't i don't dream of labor right like i don't want what i do for a living to be who i am and and that sort of circles me towards the big question that i think i have been chewing on for not only this month for quite a lot quite a while but but especially sharply this month is um just this really simple question of who am i <laughs> i know it's just like it's just a simple little ask right <laughs> it's you know who am i who are you um it, it's this really open-ended question obviously but saying it aloud really speaks to so many different elements of my life that i've been um reflecting on recently now, I've tried um, drafting up some notes on this, so um, I'm going to do my best to sort of read off of those while just sort of riffing, and hopefully it doesn't come across as too scattered. So um, just bear with me as I sort of jump around my very fragmented uh, outline. <laughs> I'll put it like this. What does it mean to know who you are? How do you define a person? Is it what they do? Is it their job or their social standing or is it something else? For me, a lot of this seems to be boiling down to this concept of boundaries. Um, this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately. And it's this this thought that when you st when you talk about boundaries, we we often conceptualize it as if it's um, how to keep things out. But what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to think of what about the boundary from the inside and and how how hard are you pushing against your boundaries in order to define what your sort of you know bubble is like we call 
we call it a country not based on who lives there, but where the borders are drawn. You know, we, we call it a book based on the, the binding and the page count, right? It's the limits, the boundaries. So, so maybe that's the same thing for a person. You know, maybe, maybe you're defined as a human based on what boundaries you have and how far you can push them. And maybe in a lot of ways, that's why I'm asking this question, because in the analysis of my life, holy fuck, have I been bad at defining my boundaries. <laughs> I continue to really struggle with um, shame and and really in so many ways, it's almost like this embarrassment for having um, a life story, right? It's this embarrassment of having lived and lived through things and now having to carry those experiences with me and not always being sure how to hold them while while sort of holding myself and holding my own space within this world. Not always believing that I deserve to make um, noise uh, within my own life or don't deserve to necessarily take up space within my own life and within my own body. I mean, shit, you know, like, look, I can get drunk and be loud. That's one thing. But to actually truly believe that you deserve to hold space in this world, I think is uh, a lot harder a concept to believe within yourself sometimes. At least I know for me personally. And I'm really, I don't know what the answer is, of why it's so hard or why it feels so hard sometimes to communicate your own boundaries. You know, sometimes like... Sometimes it feels like the only way you're ever going to find the limit is by just like rocketing past it. And then, you know, you're watching it disappear in the distance while you're wondering how you got here and how you're going to get yourself back. Right. I was asking my therapist about this in our last session. I was feeling really frustrated because I was feeling really stuck. I was asking if he if he thought I was regressing because I was really back on processing, you know, old problems and, and things that I had hoped were a little bit more settled in me. And, and I was just back on them, you know. You know, it, it was a year ago I was asked for the divorce. And so I was like, a lot of stuff was churned up for me. And I was asking, like, have I, have I, regressed have i slipped and 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 <laughs> my therapist was so nice because really what it came down to was that he's trying to encourage to get out of this default of binary thinking this thing about like if it's not all good then it's all bad and and he's trying to get me to see a little bit more nuance within the dynamics of my life and he gave me one really nice thing that I really appreciated. When I asked him if he, th he thought I was regressing, he, he smiled and he just said, that's actually not possible because you can't. You, you, it's impossible to regress because you can't go back in time. All you can do is just keep trying to go forward. And one thing he's trying to encourage is instead of sort of rehashing what went wrong in the past, instead sort of gently trying to ask how it can be different in the future. And that's why so much of this process that I'm that I'm trying to sort of put out with this episode even is is not really looking for answers. You know, I'm almost trying to figure out what the questions to these things are, and I'm trying to figure out where to even begin to be curious, <laughs> if that makes any sense. You know, I'm I've begun this incredible new relationship with this with this woman who just fundamentally shakes me to my core in 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 every way and i'm just every day in awe of her and and yet 
I'm in a state still of healing. I'm coming out of deep, deep emotional abandonment and neglect and gaslighting and abuse and and I'm healing. I don't know who I am. I'm literally asking the internet, who am I? And so, you know, h- how do I show up to be a partner for this person while also trying to be like uncompromising about my needs and about my process and about my boundaries? I keep reflecting on this last decade and really struggling between feeling this, you know, cathartic release for being alive and being where I am and the freedom that I actually really enjoy today, but also this, this, this morning, you know, this deep sadness for not being where I dreamed I would be and not achieving the things that I thought I, I, I thought I wanted. And, and really one of the elements of that whole process is coming to terms with what parts of my life did I abandon in order to nurture a relationship that didn't need to be nurtured and um how much of that was me not listening to my own boundaries and me not communicating those boundaries a big element of mourning for me it it sounds hyperbolic in some ways but it's really it's not an element of mourning for me in reflection is the the one of the things I fear in communicating boundaries is that more often than not, it leads to isolation. People hear a boundary and they react poorly to it and then they leave you. Um, and that has been my experience more often than not, especially in the last year. I don't want to sound like I'm defaulting to cynicism, but it's been my experience, but that the vast majority of people when met with a very brutal reality will almost inevitably choose the path of least resistance and so when i'm coming to my friends with this very elevated very difficult situation and i'm making demands of them it's almost un it, it, it i almost can't be surprised that i lost these connections um but there's a sadness in that and there is um there's a regret obviously but there's this part of me that's almost mad like I'm mad that it's so predictable in a way. I'm mad that it's so easy to guess human nature and that we're all so comfortable being comfortable. (laughs) Like this in a lot of ways is one of the things that kind of keeps me from communicating these things is that like I want to be open and honest, but what does that actually mean? And what does that actually get me in the end? Because it's been my experience that honesty, at least lately, has mostly lost me friends. It separated me and isolated me from almost the entirety of my old life. Like, I I have almost no connection to a single person that I've met in the last nine years. And that's horrible. It's so lonely and it's so defeating. And and it's frustrating that in, in some ways that it's sadly so expected. And now a lot of this isn't the individual. I dance around talking on and off about narcissism and narcissistic abuse and and I try to pick my words really carefully when it comes to this subject. I'm talking about the clinical terms. I'm not talking about a Twitter dark argument. I'm not talking about like something you saw on TikTok. I'm talking about like the genuine article, real 
clinical narcissism, gaslighting, these these are real concepts. But the real problem is if you haven't experienced it in so many ways, it's so hard to actually understand what it is. One of the things that made me so sad in the beginning of my recovery, in the beginning of my my uh, healing from, from my experiences was that there was this kind of reoccurring piece of advice from so many of my resources that were saying, when you're healing from narcissistic abuse, you kind of can't talk about it because if the person you're talking to hasn't experienced it, more often than not, they're going to blame you. They're going to look at you like you deserved it, or they're not going to understand the, 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 the nuances of, of what gaslighting actually is, or they're not going to understand the, 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 what, what really goes on when you're living with a narcissist. And what's so frustrating is that coming out of a situation like that is that you want to like you want to tell your story and you want to like tell the truth and you want people to hear your story. But the, the, the thing is that coming out of narcissistic abuse is that there is no justice and there never will be. There will be no accounting. There will be no closure. There will only be getting out of the situation and doing everything you can to find your own closure. And the sadness is that in communicating that, um, people often find out that they have been complicit within these abuse cycles. Almost always unknowingly, but still, you know. And and more often than not, that's going to only serve to isolate you from them. It's not gonna it's not gonna open their eyes. It's not gonna they're not gonna have a big revelation. They're they're actually gonna leave you instead of coming closer and um, that's been such a source of sadness for me it's sad that we don't have the capacity within us to believe people about an experience they had without us experiencing it for ourselves first and i'm not trying to communicate like i'm any different from that statement i am fundamentally 100% within that <laughs> demographic. Um, I just wish that there was some way for us to to understand this without going through trauma. It, I guess, boils down to what's that saying of it's easier to lie to someone than it is to have them believe they were lied to or whatever it is. But... Um, yeah, it, there, there, there's a sadness in that. And then there comes this shame, this shame of not communicating right and not being able to find the right words and then using the wrong words and those, those causing more rifts. I feel ashamed all the time. I feel like I need to make myself small and smaller and smaller and smaller. I feel like I don't take deserve to take up any space. And I don't know why that is. And more pressingly, I guess, is I don't know how to break it. I don't know how to break that spell. How the fuck do we do it? Listener, help me out here. I genuinely have no idea. How are we going to break out of these shame spirals that we get caught in? 
I know so many people. I know I'm not alone in this. I know so many people who get caught up in these cycles of self-loathing and 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 I've I, you know I can't help but feel like so much of social media plays into this and so much of the the the, the judgment and the toxicity of these platforms that encourage us to dehumanize each other, to call each other stupid, to 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 tribalize us, to isolate us and separate us. You know all these things. They 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 don't serve to bring us together. They only serve to encourage us to tear each other down. And I think that it's our civic duty to work on building each other up. You know, our politicians aren't going to do it. Our religious figures aren't going to do it. Our, fuck, our community leaders aren't going to do it. Nobody's doing it. This is on us. You know, if you've ever found yourself asking where is the world going and why does it feel like it's all going to shit, maybe... We need to start asking ourselves, what can I do for the people around me to build a community that I want to live in? And maybe that's how we start building towards better somethings. <laughs> anyway, that really has been one of the big things that I have been trying to unpack. And I really hope that it made some modicum of sense to you. And I really sincerely hope my ADHD ass, just going bing bong bing from A to G to Z to V, uh, managed to get some of these points across because uh, I really just kind of started free associating there. And I am not totally sure if it didn't just sound like complete chaos. So I really hope you could follow all that. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm in any way, shape or form close to an answer. Uh, I, I think I'm only really in so many ways forming the questions. And and I guess what I wanted to do was just sort of vocalize some of the questions I'm working on and see where it lands with you and what it makes you feel. What kind of questions arise for you? You know, let me know what 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 are you asking yourself about? What kind of questions do does this evoke out of you? Um, I'd love to to hear from you because I'm 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 uh, <laughs> I'm very lonely. <laughs> but hey, why don't we just pull a real 180 and finish off with some more positive vibes because that got a little spinny outy and I want to just I, I don't want to just imply like I'm just always in the darkness because I'm really not I'm doing great I love my work I love my girlfriend I am doing really fucking good um, and one of the things that uh, is is especially great for me right now is my 100 day project of zines is in its final stretch um, I have uh, I think it's day 79 today and I have absolutely loved doing these little things um, I, 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 I draw them every day and they just make me so happy and I think I'm gonna keep doing them um, it's definitely going to be at a slower clip, though, because this daily production thing is fucking killing me. Uh, it's actually another kind of big element of what I've been unpacking is this this pressure, this pressure to always be creating, right? Always be producing. I have this internal shame that I'm just I'm never where I want to be. And I feel this pressure to always be creating because if I'm not making something then I'm falling behind and 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 I'm failing and, you know, I'm already behind. And so if I slow down even an inch, then I'm going to be even further behind. And I just, I really, really want to release that. And I want to just work at my own pace. And I want to just make what I want to make and not on some fucking timeline and not because it's going to make me the next this, that, or the other thing, but just because I want to fucking make something. I always have this pressure of like, you got to make something brilliant. You got to make a genius. You got to be a this. And it's like, fuck that i just want to make a thing that makes me happy 
And that's really kind of where I'm at. So um, yeah, loving this project. If you want to see them all, you can follow me on Instagram at friendlesspod and uh, I will be posting all the remainder of the 100 Day Project. I guess I'll keep posting them on that feed i feel like i want to do some TikToks. i don't fucking know social media is a nightmare and i just want to throw my phone in the ocean <laughs> oh boy okay well listen that's your pal jimmy for the week of november 29th 2022 <laughs> signing off throwing his phone in the ocean <laughs> No, um, yeah, I, I, I love these things. I encourage everyone to do them, and I'm going to keep doing more, but not on a daily basis because that is a nightmare, and no one should ever think they have to do anything every day, ever, for any reason or for anyone. All right, I'm going to wrap this up because I'm starting to go loopy. Um, I will have a brand new full episode back on the feed next week. I also am in the process of developing more uh, Substack content. Uh, the new newsletter is going to be out later this week. And the uh, first paid content is going to be coming out next week. So you are going to want to keep your peepers peeled for those because it's going to be a ton of fun. There's going to be exclusive interviews that you're not going to find on this feed. There's going to be exclusive art that you're not going to get anywhere else. And you're going to get sneak previews to all the other writing that I've been doing. And it's going to be a ton of fun. All the links are in the show notes. So pull out your phone after you listen to the episode and follow along. And um, other than that, I'm going to just say I love you so much. And I hope that you will listen to next week's episode because it is a doozy. But guess what? I'm not going to worry about that. And neither should you. Because that is then and this is now. That's something I haven't had a chance to say recently because I made a little stock button for these episodes. But uh, it's back. <laughs> Better than ever. I, uh, I lost track of my thought. I love you so much. I hope you have a great week. And I will catch you soon. <laughs> Fun and safety, sweeties. If you like this show and want to support it, buy me a coffee through the links in the show notes or visit www.friendlesspod.com to learn more. Fun and safety, sweeties.